0: Yeah, that's a good start to the show. (laughs) Good morning and welcome to the Morning Briefing, Wednesday, November 22nd, 2017. I'm your host, Eric Dane. Jake Hughes is your producer. And coming up today, well, we're going to talk to our crew here at Connecting Vets about Thanksgiving while they were in the military, what they're doing this year, the whole enchilada. You know, it's a food holiday, so why not make a food reference? Although... I think my family's going to have enchiladas available for Thanksgiving. Mm. I do know also that we're going to replay our interview with Anna Middleton, the president and chief merchandising officer of the Army and Air Force Exchange System, where she answers a bunch of big questions about this new veteran exchange shopping benefit. I think it's a good time to replay that because well, because Black Friday it's coming up in just a few days. So If you're thinking of doing some online shopping as a veteran and non-retiree, guess what? You now have another option to check out for those Black Friday deals. The exchanges. Not just Army and Air Force, the Navy exchange, Marine Corps exchange, Coast Guard exchange. So that interview with Miss Middleton is coming up in just a little bit. But right now we're going to start off the show by welcoming Jake the... Texas turkey Hughes. I'm a turkey now. Yeah, sure. It's Thanksgiving, man. We're all turkeys. I'm going to be about gobble per- gobble. I'm going to be about 80% turkey uh, you know, what 36 hours from now or so. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's uh it's almost Thanksgiving. It's almost Black Friday and we're going to talk about that stuff. Uh, A little bit later on in the show, but right now we're going to start things off by uh, first checking, how are you this morning?
2: I'm doing pretty good. How about you?
0: I'm doing better than expected. You sound better. I haven't coughed since I got here. There's no wheezing in my voice. Um, As I told you on the drive-in, I coughed like three times and they were all productive and you said, that's disgusting, but good. Yes, yes, it was. Um, So yeah, it feels like... It's finally working its way out of my system. I guess the medication has finally worked its course and all that stuff. So, um, you know, feeling a little bit better, which is good because I have a long drive ahead of me tomorrow. You know, oh, yeah. Driving up to New York for Thanksgiving, Long Island specifically. But considering that it's it's Thanksgiving, and we're going to talk more about Thanksgiving later, as I mentioned, as well as Black Friday and some of the deals that are out there that I'm looking for, um, the... Good thing about Thanksgiving is not a lot of people are driving on Thanksgiving. A lot of people are getting off work today and skedaddling off to wherever they're gonna go. And in this northeast area where everything's so close together, you got a lot of people driving from point A to point B. A lot of people who are originally from the New York City metro area, which has more people than than anywhere really. I mean, you can say LA and everything. All right, but you know what? LA is a massive land area for the how compressed it is new york long island has like 9 million people by itself philadelphia is like an hour and a half away from it there's a ton of people in that area so thanksgiving is one of the few times where you're not going to hit a lot of traffic and i think we're going to try to leave like real early in the morning leave like 5 a.m or so to try to uh, beat the traffic and if we do that i think we can make it there in less than four hours to uh, Long Island.
2: Well, you know? via Con Dios, my friend. Yeah,
0: you're staying in the area.
2: Uh, no, actually, I'm driving down to Fredericksburg, Virginia. I got a couple but uh, buddy down there. Okay. We're going to spend
0: Thanksgiving That's together. Not that far? That's how long? How far of a drive? Uh, is that? Hour and a half or so. Yeah, it's not too bad. It's like 45 minutes for me just to get home from here <laughs> every day. Yeah. So uh, taking a look around at the military news. Um, a lot of bad news out there. Of course, the big breaking news, uh, and I'm seeing a Chiron on one of the. Lovely news stations that the president is not tweeting about it yet, and they're very upset about that. Uh, That story being that a Navy aircraft, a C-2A Greyhound, uh, has crashed with 11 crew and passengers. It's happened in the Pacific Ocean while on the way to the USS Ronald Reagan, one of our aircraft carriers. It was near Japan. Uh, It's one of the aircraft that they use to ferry people back and forth between an aircraft carrier when it's out at sea. It's one of the larger planes that lands on an aircraft carrier. Uh, Eight of those on board have been rescued and are in good condition from what they say. Um, Three of them have uh, as of yet not been found. The latest we're hearing, eight rescued and in good condition. Um, One of the things that I think would probably be beneficial when it comes to this aircraft, it's like a twin prop aircraft Jake like it's got it, it's it's not a jet it's not right a fighter jet it's not going as fast as a fighter jet would be it's also bigger which means it can uh, take a little bit more of a hit when it hits the water um so you know the fact that it crashed not good the fact that they found eight out of eleven uh, that appear to be in good shape that that's a positive thing so we can look at that positively um you know I was never stationed on an aircraft carrier I was on an amphibious assault ship which has uh aircraft on board helicopters and Harrier jump jets, essentially Um, nothing bigger than that though. Uh, Not, not a lot of like fighter jets or anything like that. Um, so I never really had to travel back and forth via aircraft to a ship, but it's incredibly dangerous. We know that. I mean, we've all seen the movie top gun and how, you know, trying to land on an aircraft carrier. I know for a lot of people think how big an aircraft carrier is. I mean, you're talking about a 1200 foot plus long boat, that is That just seems rock solid, and when you're standing on it, it doesn't seem like it's moving at all most of the time, unless you're in heavy seas. Truth is, that thing is moving constantly up, down, left, right. It's pitching and rolling, front, back. Oh, it's constantly moving, and these pilots have to land on it. I, that's insane to yeah. me. And that's why Navy pilots are typically considered the best pilots that the military has and why the Navy does a lot of the training even for Air Force pilots because our pilots are they're kind of madmen to be able to do that kind of thing. Um this crash uh, it doesn't say exactly where uh, it it occurred if it was like coming in for a landing or if it was Far off from the carrier, it doesn't say as of yet. We don't have that information. We do know that there are joint U.S. Japan naval exercises uh, in the waters around Okinawa that are taking place uh, for the next like four days. They're out there. They've been out there since the 16th, um, and it's it's like the big training event between the United States and Japanese uh, navies out there doing their thing. And uh, you know, very, uh, very, very sad to hear for me as a sailor. Of course, you never like hearing about. Uh, those who are in peril on the sea, uh, coming to harm's way, but it happens. So uh, on, the plus the side, they take. on the plus side, uh, eight have been found. Uh, hopefully those other three are located. Hopefully they're, uh, alive when they're located. But at this point, if they found eight people from the crash and they didn't find the other three people, you have to be realistic and assume those other three people are, there's a reason that they weren't found whether it's that they went under with the aircraft, whether they were thrown clear. But if you're thrown clear, how far could you be from the area where the rescue search and rescue wouldn't find you, you know, the helicopters and the boats and all that. So you now a, a very sad story. And, uh, and here's another sad story. looks like we've got a Marine who was shot and killed after a birthday party or a Marine Corps birthday ball celebration off base. This happened in, uh, north carolina wilmington north carolina his squadron had a birthday ball then corporal edwin estrada was killed around 6 a.m on sunday he was part of the second marine aircraft wing marine heavy helicopter squadron 464 as a mechanic for ch-53e super stallion helicopters Uh, he was shot off base following the celebration Um, the police haven't given any more information Uh, let's see we're seeing this story Uh, military times has it. a couple others uh, Marine Corps and NCIS say that they are conducting an investigation into the incident. And uh, Corporal Edwin Estrada was originally from Los Angeles, joined the Corps in 2014, was promoted to corporal just this past July. Uh, he was a recipient of the Good Conduct Medal, Global War on Terrorism Service Medal, National Defense Service Medal. Uh, so, you know, a young Marine killed at what's supposed to be one of the happiest nights of the year for the Marine Corps, their yeah, birthday ball—they
2: take, ball. take their birthdays pretty seriously.
0: Oh, they do! And having been able to um, <coughs> be there for a few, documenting them, taking part—it's—it's uh, it's a really a joyous occasion for them. It's—it's it's something that uh, they, the Marine Corps, because of the nature of the of their force, how small they are, how unique their job is, they take a lot of pride in their history. And uh, the birthday ball is uh, another way that they do that. Jake, what would you think if every night when you were trying to uh, go to sleep or every night when the sun was about to go down in your current life, you're you're out of the army now. Right. In your current Last life. Time I checked. If someone started playing taps as the sun went down every day, what would you think? Uh, I would think that this person is insane, or maybe they're a little too hooah for their own good. Mm. Well, a Pennsylvania town seems like they would agree with you. This is Glen Rock, Pennsylvania. A former councilman was apparently broadcasting taps through loudspeakers at his home, which caused complaints, lawsuit threats. So, just last week, the Glen Rock Borough Council uh, voted, this is a public matter that's being reported by Military Times, to move the nightly playing of taps to a public park as part of a veterans memorial. The guy who was doing it is Joshua Corney, a lieutenant commander in the Navy, playing a recording of taps from his home nightly for about two years. And last spring, he decided to throw loudspeakers into the mix. Oh, so good Lord. Oh, yeah. That's, uh can you imagine? Several neighbors apparently had issues with this and contacted the police and the town over it. Uh, so over the summer, they told him, hey, how about we just do this on certain holidays, certain, like maybe on Sundays or something like that. Um the American Civil Liberties Union, the ACLU, got involved and said they would Ugh. sue if he wasn't allowed to play Taps. Um, yeah, I mean, basically, it's it's one of those things where I you're like,
2: I don't get it. Yeah. I mean, I mean, okay, at least in the army, they don't play Taps when the sun goes down. They play Taps like closer to midnight. Do so, they? Yeah. Yeah, it's like eleven something, if I if I remember correctly, when I was at Fort Riley, Kansas, where they had the loudspeakers that like go over the entire post. Yeah. There were uh that's when they play taps. Well,
0: in the Navy on a ship, they do it late. It's not when the sun goes down. It's uh it's uh it's when it's like lights out, basically, which, yeah, I think you're right. It was like 10 o'clock or 11 o'clock. Or
2: something yeah, well, like yeah, it's probably closer to 10 o'clock. I think it's when the quiet hours are supposed to start, like in, in the barracks and stuff, when you're supposed to start being quiet because people are trying to sleep.
0: Yeah, I've had an issue with quiet hours at my uh, town home where the we had people living next to us who were totally silent. They left, new people moved in, and now I hear every Friday and Saturday night and some other nights, I start hearing the bass from the music coming through the wall. And it's like the same five songs all the time. So I'm, I'm, I'm fairly certain that there are a couple generations of the family living in there. And I think the older, like the, the parents essentially, parents or grandparents, I'm not sure. Uh, I think that they're not there on the weekends and it's the kids that are there and they're the ones playing the music because it's kind of the point where I actually had to go over and knock on the door and be that guy a couple of times <laughs> and tell them like, you know, the first time like, hey, don't mean to bother you and I know you're just uh, enjoying your Friday night or whatever, but... I can hear your music and it's, it's louder than my TV is in my house. So can you turn it down? And they're like, okay. You know, a week later I have to go back over and do <laughs> the same thing. And that time I got like a little bit less nice, not a lot, but like, Hey, you know, not, not, not sure if you realize it, but the bass on your uh, music is really, it's shaking my walls. So if we could turn that down and, uh, but it's all keep about it that bass. Down. Oh God. That song. All about that bass. No trouble. That song, I'm so glad she's not a thing anymore. No. That was a very, it was very clear to me that she wasn't going to be a thing for very long, that she was a very like kitschy, like one hit wonder type of thing. Um, Then her second song came out and it was a flop and that made me happy. But hey, Megan Trainor, I'm sure she's lovely. (laughs) No, I'm not. (laughs) I'm not sure that she's lovely at all. You know, she was one of these people that kind of became a music star in the post MTV era where many of them do on social medias where she kind of caught fire first. And then she got a record deal out of that and, you know, all that, all that different, all that different stuff that comes along with a record deal these days. I don't know what is social media can be a, a positive thing for people, be a negative thing for people. And it appears That it's been a negative thing for some Marines.
2: Oh, no. Oh, no. Anytime you hear about Marines on social media, it's, 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 I mean, I'm not trying to denigrate my devil dog brothers and sisters out there, but something about the Marine Corps and social media just don't mix.
0: Yeah. Uh, there, there, it certainly seems to be the case. Uh, this is Snapchat specifically. Now I don't use Snapchat. Do you use Snapchat? I'm too old for Snapchat. I don't understand what the point of it is. And I've actually talked to uh, other people here who are younger than we are cuz we're, you know, I'm older than you by a few years and then there's uh, the younger folk here. No one can give me a valid reason of like <laughs> what the point is. Well, you know, it, it's it's not t- it's not permanent. It's temporary. The videos and the photos and stuff, they're gone quickly. Really? Because this story on the Marines on Snapchat, I'm looking at a picture from Snapchat right here on a website of one of the Marines with his uh, goofy-looking face looking out through the... Co- so if it's temporary, then how am I looking at this? You know, that's that's the question that I've asked, and no one seems to have an answer. And what's, like, and
2: what's the point of it being temporary? You take a picture because you want to remember something. So why would you want to... Oh, this is really cool, but I'm going to delete it in a couple hours. Well, so this
0: way, like, I think one way, because they feel and hear that it's temporary and Maybe don't understand that there's no such thing as temporary on the internet. Like if you put something on the internet or on a phone, I can screen cap it. And there's nothing you can do about
2: it. Yeah, it's there for posterity.
0: Yeah, like if, if you put it up for two seconds, let's assume it's there for the rest of your life. The rest of your life. The rest of time beyond your life. So these Marines are apparently on Snapchat. And one of the things that people seem to think about Snapchat because they think, oh, it's temporary and this stuff is deleted forever. So I can do whatever I want. I can do like... You know, it's uh, offensive stuff or crazy stuff or things that I don't want people to know that I'm doing. Well, people know that these Marines apparently were drinking and were uh, screaming uh, the N-word while drinking. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So an activist and teacher in New Jersey apparently tweeted the videos to the Marine Corps on November 18th asking, is this commonplace at USMC? That activist is uh, a guy named Zelly Mani. That's his handle on Twitter. Um, I'm, I'm watching the video right now. We obviously can't play the audio because obviously uh, it's pretty horrifying, but these are Marines um, drinking from what appears to be a funnel. You know how they do that sometimes? Yeah. They pour the beer down into a, uh, a funnel. Yeah, the beer bong. There you go. I don't understand. Like, I don't need drinking games. I can just sit back with a mug of beer and have a good time with that or a glass of wine or a glass of whiskey. Made an old-fashioned last night. Was delicious. Didn't need to, you know, uh, put it through any sort of device for me to be able to enjoy yeah. it more. Um, so the video, if you want to see it, uh, yeah, his name, at Zellimani, Z-E-L-L-I-E-I-M-A-N-I. Z-E-L-L-I-E-I-M-A-N-I, um, and he put this out there. Um, there's a couple videos included and, uh, yeah, it's, this is, and, and for those who might be out there thinking, well, you know, that word is sometimes used to just be like, uh, you know, Hey, it's used almost like, like, Hey buddy, homie or something like that. Like as a, as a term, (laughs) never say that word again. What homie, (laughs) what's up? (laughs) I'm from the era where we started that word dog. Um, yeah, none of that stuff sounds right when I say no, it. That's why I no, don't say it. it. Really doesn't. I could pretend and throw on the affectation to try and make it sound more uh legit, but uh I'm uh I'm not going to. So uh yeah, this is um not good. Not a good look because they are absolutely not using it in the hey friend way, uh which <laughs> you know People are going to use whatever words they're going to use. Uh, I, I'm not the type of person to censor any words that anybody's going to use. Uh, I don't think that that's a word that should ever be used personally. I nope. think it's uh, it, it has its history. We know the history. I understand the reasons for people co-opting it for different things. Okay, that's your decision. That's your choice. The way these guys are using it, again, not for censoring anybody's words. These guys are allowed to say this word. You know what? Society is allowed to react to them exactly. saying the word, too. And there you go, censors out there. Stop trying to censor people from saying things. Let society take care of it.
2: Yep. Freedom of speech just means the government can't tell you what to <laughs> yeah. say. Don't doesn't, let doesn't let them. <laughs> free
0: you from consequences. Well, and that's an interesting thing here, because if they get in trouble, that is the government censoring their speech. But when you're in the military, mm-hmm. you've basically given up the right to free speech and uh, many other rights as well. This is a good example where I think society, you know, I'm, I'm going to, uh, to retweet this later today, let my Marine friends on Twitter know about it so that, uh, maybe it picks up a little bit more, uh, a little bit more speed there when it comes to, uh, this issue, because this is, this is, uh, it's used in a very denigrating way in a negative way. It's very clear. It's very clear that they think it's very funny to do this. It's not. You're nope. gonna find that out soon, Marines. I, you know, I would bet they've already found it out. But <laughs> I think the more they find it out, the better. You know, sometimes you uh, sometimes you just need to hit that nail a couple more times, make sure it's really into that block of wood. You know, yeah. What I
2: mean? Sometimes you just gotta hammer it in because people don't want to learn. They they pe- again they think that there'll be consequence free. But at the same time, what do they do? They post it on social media. It's like, dude, what are you thinking? You are doing something that you know you're not supposed to do, even if you weren't in the Marine Corps. Because I know in the military you have classes on these kind of things, the things you're not supposed to do and not supposed to say because it's wrong. But even as a member of society, you should pick up at some point that it's not okay to talk to people like this. Yeah. And then you do it, you film it, you put it on social media, and you're surprised when you get in trouble.
0: Yeah. It's uh, the social media thing, man. I mean, people are like, oh, thank God there wasn't social media when I was a kid. To an extent, I'm like, yeah, there's some things that I'd rather not be on there. But then again, see some of this stuff and you're like, yeah, me and my friends were never doing this. We were never sitting around getting drunk and yelling out racial epithets in public. It looks like they're at an apartment complex or a barracks, maybe, but I think more an apartment complex. They appear to be smoking indoors, which that's a big no-no in any barracks that I'm aware of these days, especially. They're out on the balcony, just yelling stuff out. Like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Where in your mind did you think doing that in private was okay? Then what made you think, let's record it Yeah, and broadcast yeah. it? Then what made you think, let's go outside and do it publicly and record that and broadcast it? This is a level of stupidity that y- you don't often see yeah it's just and but you're seeing it more and more these days and i think it's it's i think some people think it's a chicken in the egg situation where oh this stuff was going on and now because of social media you just see you just see it I don't know, man. I think some people, they want those clicks on social media, so they've changed their behavior to adapt to social media to try to be more outrageous and more controversial.
2: Yeah, there's, it's like the same people that always say, oh, this kind of stuff never happened back in my core, back in my army. Yes, it did. You just didn't have social media. But at the same time, you're right. <laughs> in the way that we've changed social media, social media has changed us. And we've started to, especially... I hate to sound like, are oh, you kids, but the younger generations are starting to view attention on social media as more important
0: than anything. Yeah, exactly. It can be a job, and that's part of the problem, that they see it that way. They see social media as the new, it's like the new rock star, and anybody can do it. To be a rock star, you needed to have some level of talent, and you had to be doing something within a framework on social media. You can just copy what somebody else is doing and and go and, uh, just, just try to, I mean, you can catch on fire and go viral. And then all of a sudden you can be making a ton of money. Some of that I think is about to change because for those of us who kind of look at social media and wonder, well, how are these people making money by being on Instagram? How is that a job? Well, how it became a job, and having gone through school, and you know, when you go through uh, communications and broadcasting program, marketing is a part of it. They essentially started being realized and recognized by companies. Like, let's say you own JQ's uh, Technologies, which makes uh, deodorant, and you realize, oh, hey, look, Kim Kardashian has thirteen million Instagram followers. If I get her to pose with my uh, JQ's Technologies deodorant people will see that and people will buy it. So we'll give her however much money they have to, you know, depending on how many followers they have. It's, that's essentially what it is. It's like an advertising platform. Um, but what, as someone who, because of the job that we're in kind of follows advertising a little bit, you're seeing that they're starting to, uh, realize that they're not getting the return on investment, the ROI, if you've ever heard that term that they did on television, that they did on radio. Um, and then they're starting to come back to the more traditional things like radio, like television, um, particularly particularly radio, because it's less expensive. You don't have to pay for costumes and all that stuff. So, nope. yeah, interesting, interesting stuff out there. But I, I really do think that, you know, these these Marines, this is a special case of stupid. These are people yeah. who obviously have some uh, some issues with intelligence and some issues with uh Societal norms, man. You don't do things like this, and when you do, be ready, baby. Yep. Hammer of God coming down <laughs> on you, and it's gonna hurt. Oh, it's gonna hurt. Well, how much you want to make a bet that there is a Marine of African American heritage in their chain of command? It's probably pretty high. Let's say Gunnery Sergeant or higher, who's probably not going to think that this video was all that entertaining that yeah. these young men seem to think it was.
2: I would say it's a safe bet. I'd it, say Possibly someone it's, in I'd there. I'd say probably pretty good.
0: I'd say that's probably not going to work out very well for them and good. That's, again, stop censoring what people say and allow them to. Make uh, their own stupid yeah, mistakes. Give them enough rope. Mm-hmm. Look. They'll take care of the rest, and that's what we're going to see here. All right, coming up in just a moment, we're going to replay our interview with Anna Middleton. She's the president and chief merchandising officer of Army and Air Force Exchange System, and she's going to answer your questions about the new veteran shopping privileges. Right after this.
1: Helping military veterans stay connected.
0: We make it easy.
1: We're CBS Radio's ConnectingVets.com. Connecting Vets every day. Online
2: and all over social media. Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter at Connecting Vets.
0: Welcome back to the morning briefing. Something doesn't look right here, so I'm gonna try something. Yeah, I knew it. Wrong song. Boy. Can you tell where my head is? That's not the song that was supposed to be there. I was going to have some fun holiday-ish music because it's almost Thanksgiving. And because of that, I've welcomed two members of the Connecting Vets team into the studio. Jake, back for a second segment today. And Kayla is also joining us today to talk about... Thanksgiving. Specifically, what we're going to do for this Thanksgiving and our previous experiences with Thanksgiving in the military. So, Jake, you've already talked about this. You're going into the hills of Virginia where the hills have eyes, and uh, we may never see you again. But you know what? If you die, you die with a belly full of turkey, and that's not a bad way to go if the hill people get you, right?
2: Yeah. uh, Better the hills have eyes than last house on the left.
0: Oh, wow. That's that's (laughs) upsetting, but thank you for saying it. Now, Kayla, you... I don't believe are traveling out of the area to visit family because your family came to see you. They've actually got a family member, a silent fourth member in the studio right now who came to the Washington DC area to spend Thanksgiving with her loving sister.
1: Yes, that's true. My, my little sister is here for Thanksgiving. Um, we decided to switch it up. Uh, she's also in, uh, in college. And so she's spending Thanksgiving dinner with me. We're going to go to a friend's house, um, and just eat all the turkey and, and dressing we can until we can't uh, feel anymore.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the goal, basically. Eat until you're in a coma. And then for some people, it's wake up and go shopping immediately. Like, get up, have everything set, have clothes laid out so that you jump into them like you're in some cartoon.
1: We're actually planning to. Oh, you're
2: right. Your <laughs> yeah. no, no kidding. Last year, uh, yeah, last Thanksgiving when I was here stationed at Fort Myers, uh, I went to the same house in Fredericksburg to have Thanksgiving with my friends and his family, and we needed to go to Walmart to buy a can opener,
0: to open some of the cans, And obviously. Because you are typical young people having Thanksgiving, and we're like, hey, we got everything we need yet, and forgot something as simple as a can opener? <laughs> right, exactly. Anyway,
2: <laughs> so we're there, and we happen to walk by the electronics, and I see this big, beautiful like 62-inch TV Uh-oh. for like, I think it was like $500. Oh wow. And I and I said I, I said, dude, we're doing this right now. Because I, Walmart starts their uh
0: Because you guys didn't have a TV either.
2: <laughs> I had a TV, but it wasn't nearly as big and that's right. it, it's always got to be a bigger TV. Oh yeah. And so because Walmart starts their Black Friday things at like a certain hour yeah. on uh, Thanksgiving day, on yeah. the Thursday, so We actually waited there for like 45 minutes for the hour to turn so we could get the the Black Friday deal. We missed uh, them giving grace at dinner and the very start of dinner. Oh, my goodness. But I don't care because in the back of my truck, there was a big,
0: huge TV. And as an American, that made me feel good. (laughs) That's what you need. I had... For so many years, my TV was one that I won at the USS Saipan Christmas party in 2000, I believe. No, 2001. It would have been. I got these. so 2001. It was like a 32 inch. It was one of those big old TVs. It was like had tubes in it and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. It was heavy (laughs) as hell. It weighed a ton. I had it forever, and then. I think it was as late as, I was in Greece, so 2008, 2009, when I finally got an TV, like HD, I just said HG, I got an HGTV, it's special. Home and Garden? <laughs> yeah, I got one of those. I got an HDTV, and uh, that changed my life for the better, and now we've got like eight of them in the house. There's one in every room. I am one of those people who would have one in the bathroom if I could, but my, oh my wife goodness. was like, no, we're not doing bathroom televisions. That's not happening. You have to have
2: some reason to walk
0: around the house. (laughs) (laughs) You have to have a reason to get out of the various rooms. But, you know, one of the interesting things that Kayla just mentioned, there are different terminology associated with Thanksgiving. I think depending on where you're from or on your family, You said turkey and dressing. I did. You're putting salad dressing on your turkey? (laughs) No. What kind of uh, weird family are you and your sister from? What is it, ranch? You're just dousing? (laughs) I'm picturing you dipping a turkey in ranch dressing and then like, oh, it looks pretty good to me. There
1: is a very small, small but important delineation between stuffing and dressing. And
0: what's the delineation?
1: Stuffing goes inside the turkey. Okay. That's not how... Heresy. Heresy. No Her- Heresy
2: <laughs> Stuffing goes on the side And it is delicious No, no Dressing she means when you, goes
1: on the side You mean when you cook it? Right You know So I don't If your family does this So if you make <laughs> stuffing We just deep fry head, the thing <laughs> In my yeah. In my In my head Stuffing You know some people Like they You know use the bread Whatever They put it inside the turkey While it's raw I don't really agree with that And then that's how You know it, it, They eat it after What so it's you you don't agree juice. with them? I just I just don't It's
0: <laughs> <That's> wrong <laughs> You should be put in jail. People who put right, stuffing inside of a turkey exactly. should be. No, they shouldn't be put in jail. That's fine. There's nothing wrong with it.
1: But dressing, dressing is the proper the the proper name for it, and I think that's just I don't know. I, some of my our family calls it stuffing. Some of it calls it dressing. I have a lot of family from the southern regions, even though like we're originally from from California. That's where we grew up, and we we call it dressing. Stuffing is an abomination. I don't.
0: Well, that's what we call. Wow, it, so. strong words. <laughs> I guess. uh. My family and hers are going to start some sort of a war here soon. I'm I'm
2: picturing some like West Side Story style like dance Dance. battle (laughs) between the two of you.
0: While everyone is wearing like aprons and and using ladles (laughs) as their weapon, the ladle that apparently uh, Kayla's family scoops up dressing and puts on like ranch, blue cheese, French, all that stuff to just dip your. But see, there's also
1: a difference in the pronunciation. I actually saw this yesterday on social media. Someone like made an entire thread conversation. So dressing. Like dressing, goes on a salad. Dressing goes. with This your is turkey. In, this
0: is the conversation <laughs> that insane people have. <laughs> like if we were the last two people on earth, we'd be sitting there, and this this is what would lead to there being one person left. Like if it was, <laughs> an like, argument over the pronunciation of dressing, and it would be like, I, "You need to die." You there is a difference. <laughs> no,
2: no, it's not stuffing. It's stuffing.
0: Oh, okay. No, it's stuffing. <laughs> What, what, this is what we come to. We're dropping yeah. about that. Now, well, I'm from
2: Texas. I'm from the
0: South-South. Well, so like, I guess that's a, yeah, that's a there's, thing. There's, that's not, that's, I mean, it, it believes it's We its also own call nation. soda
2: Coke. So I guess it's what? just a weird thing. Yeah. There's,
0: yeah. There's, there's some weird little regions of the country. If you go up to specific parts of uh, like Massachusetts and Rhode Island, they call it tonic. That is very old. Yeah, it's but it's it's old. Like they they have been here in the United States longer than anybody.
1: I mean, my, friend, my friends area. in Chicago and Illinois they call it pop. Yeah, And I just don't that once annoying. again don't agree. Listen, <laughs>
0: the, the good people of Chicago are like limboing under gunfire everywhere they go. They can call oh, no. it whatever they want to <laughs> the, the, yeah. with what they deal with on a daily basis. But yeah,
1: <laughs> back
2: back home we say, hey, you want a Coke? Sure. What do you got? Oh, I got Pepsi. I got Sprite. I got what kind fit. of Coke do you
0: want? Pepsi. <laughs>
1: Exactly. What? And nobody, nobody has any issues with that. that no,
0: <laughs> it's a, and that's the thing, That's like a brand name. That's like when people right. call. And you're, you're, and we talked about how uh, the, the exchanges uh, and Amazon have different deals on these sneakers that were in my article these jordan sneakers where the navy has an exclusive that's cheaper and Ooh, then you there's,
1: shouldn't have told me that well yeah it's at the <laughs> navy exchange yeah it's like it's like these
0: knit jordan somethings Ooh. and it's like a navy blue one yes uh and it's like under a hundred dollars whereas all the rest of them are like 125 right. minimum and then amazon has of course a much wider variety some of which are the same price as the ones that AFES and the nex have other than the exclusive it, it's interesting, though, like that's a, that's another regional thing. Sneakers, where I come from, some people call them tennis shoes. And I'm like, yeah, you know how many games of tennis I played in my life? Like two at summer camp. And it wasn't very fun, so they're not tennis shoes. Some people call all sneakers Nikes.
2: Yeah. That's that. weird. It's well, a brand name. Well, well yeah. let me ask you this. If you were to get a cut in your finger right now, would you ask for an adhesive strip? Or would you ask <laughs> for a Band-Aid? Band-Aid.
0: <laughs> Give me another brand of Band-Aid. Tell me another brand. The
2: generic knockoff stuff. That's, yeah, but that's, not an, that, that's that's not another
0: brand That's not another brand. Like Band-Aid is the brand. They have the market cornered. I'm sure if I when went back my, to the,
2: the shop at in my apartment, they would have different brands of Band-Aid because mm-hmm. Band-Aid's a little expensive for that shop at. I don't know, man.
0: I've been around almost 40 years, and I don't recall seeing any other brands. It's, it's like Band-Aid, and then, as you said, adhesive strips. All right, well, if Band-Aid is a Band-Aid, that's what I'm asking for. But if I ask for Coke and you bring me a Pepsi... I'm going to look at you like I, you need to be slapped because that's not it. What, Sprite, is that Coke? Yeah. That you're, This is crazy. An we're talking about crazy things with crazy people right now. And that's because we're talking to the Connecting Events team about Thanksgiving and the different regional varieties. Because listen, I'm from New England, I'm from Connecticut, Jake is from Texas, Kayla's from California. Uh, just different regions, different pronunciations, different things. Now, here's the big question. All right, Jake. Yes. Thanksgiving growing up in Texas. Mm hmm. What is on the table in front of you? Oh, What's being see. served by the Hughes family?
2: Obviously, we got turkey, we got stuffing. Stoofing. <laughs> <It's the> <laughs> I have to turn around. <laughs> yeah. Stoofing.
0: Stoofing. Stoofing.
2: Yeah. No, then we also it's got... German uh, pronunciation. We got uh, uh, green bean casserole. We got mashed potatoes. If we're feeling really fancy, we'll have some ham on there, too. And then uh, some uh, uh, cranberry...
0: Uh, Never ate that stuff, but it was always there. <laughs> yeah, Oftentimes I... <laughs> in the same shape of the can that it came in. You know, how it was like <laughs> yeah. in that, that, that sphere almost. Yeah, yeah. The, the... cranberry yeah. something. And
2: then, of course, the desserts. yet. pumpkin. Pumpkin pie. You had pecan pie. Always pecan pie because we're
0: in Texas and it's the state tree, the pecan tree. Oh, I didn't know that. Fun fact. Yeah, I didn't know that. I thought the. State you tree, learned your fact for the day. I thought the, the state tree was like the gun tree or the pickup tree. or something like that. No. Okay. I so don't know
2: the, whether I should be offended the, or not.
0: See now, now it's we're on pronunciation: pecan or pecan. Pecan. Thank you.
1: <laughs> hey, I, I'm, I'm saying, sitting here sweating, hoping that you don't. Pecan ask.
0: be what you want it to be. <sighs> Oh, that I don't ask why. Growl. Hire one person call it a pecan. Oh, pecan? That's yeah. that person's just a garbage
1: yeah. person They're both of them are wrong. We're yeah. just going to go yeah. all the so way. So, yeah.
0: Kayla's hoping that we don't ask about something. We're going to see if we can figure out what it is. But so, all right. So, pecan pie and uh and then what else is what else is on there? Like what other desserts? Uh <laughs> This is going to be funny but no one but
2: me but my great aunt used to make this uh jello fruit salad. Oh god, no that that's was, not funny. It was no, that's it was horrifying. horrible. It was horrible. <laughs> no one ever ate it but that gummit she brought it every single year and I know you and when exactly she fin- and when she about. passed on, God rest her soul, the next Thanksgiving we had we all missed it. Yeah. Aww. We we missed the jello salad <laughs> fruit salad. We yeah. wanted it.
0: There are certain things that happen like that when it comes to family. And that's what Thanksgiving is really about. And that's why I, I love Thanksgiving. It's about eating and being with your family and making fun of them and remembering things. And like my grandmother, uh, who passed away in 2000, uh, 2010, uh, at 96 years old, I think she was. Wow. My grandfather, her husband, is turning 103 in about two weeks. Awesome. Yeah. I'm not going to live that long. Don't, <laughs> don't you worry about that. He's a lot healthier now than I am. Um <laughs> My grandmother, like the holiday thing was she was the one who she would set us up to take the pictures and everything, Mm -hmm. and it would take so long. (laughs) And there are so many. I'm an only child, but we have so many cousins on my mother's side of the family. I have cousins who are like, I don't know, in their 50s, 60s, something like that. So a wide variety of ages, and they get us all together, and it would be like, oh, my God, just take the picture. (laughs) take the picture. And then when she was gone and, and she was uh, she had Alzheimer's, so she was in the home, um, in a rest home before that. But when she wasn't doing it anymore, you started missing that. Like, can you remember when it would take three hours to get us all into a picture? I mean, yeah, we have time to do more stuff now, but I kind of missed that. But that fruit, jello thing i know exactly what you're talking about and it's from a different era and and it doesn't exist anymore because i think most of the people have passed on and i don't know if it comes from i think it may come from people who are around Near the time frame of the depression, mm-hmm. where it was kind of mm-hmm. just like, well, this is what we Let's got. What do we do with we it? Together. And it didn't matter that it tasted like garbage <laughs> juice. It was what you had, and that's what you did. And it just kind of continued on because it became kind of a tradition. Like, what's another one? The uh, the the. It's usually more around Christmas than Thanksgiving with the fruit loaf or whatever. Oh yes. Oh god. Fruitcake. Oh
1: fruitcake. Oh, fruitcake. Yeah. Oh, I love oh. it. <laughs>
0: oh. That that like that's you know that little garbage cake they put in an MRE. That stuff was like fruitcake, but without the fruit in it, which made it slightly better. It's than like a brick. Cake. Yeah, it was just like an awful brick that we know. Listen, MRE people, we know exactly what you were doing. You were trying to make it so that we didn't have to go to the bathroom. bathroom right. the field. You were gumming up the works. And that's what that cake was all about. And it worked. All right. So now, Kayla, Thanksgiving table for you. What's on there?
1: Okay. So we definitely have ham. We definitely have turkey. I really don't care about the turkey. It's not really my thing. Oh, I'm, boy. I'm all about the swine. Get out. Yeah. Do I'm we, all about we, the swine.
0: Who do who do we contact within the army cuz Kayla is still serving about un-American activities. No. You, remember, you remember the guy from uh, West Point who was espousing communism? That's oh, basically my God. Yeah. what Kayla just did when she said turkey was not her thing. This is an American bird that Americans kill and eat every year. It is it it was I believe Benjamin Franklin Franklin. proposed that the turkey, not the bald eagle, be (laughs) our national symbol. Can you imagine if this stupid fat
1: I would be so disappointed bird instead of the
0: majestic bald eagle that can like steal a baby from someone? (laughs) What's your national bird? A turkey? What is it too? Well, it gets hit by cars a lot, um, and people eat it. Right. It's, well, there you go. It's not enjoyable. No, it, it is. It's the greatest food ever. We eat turkey year-round in my house. We eat turkey sandwiches. We love them. Turkey at, at Thanksgiving, uh. a well-cooked turkey. Oh, All right. So anyway, turkey, ham.
1: Okay. So we've got dressing. Notice how I said that. Ranch and blue cheese. We have sweet sing. potatoes, green beans, vegetables, macaroni and cheese, my personal favorite, uh, cornbread, really any type of bread, rolls, greens, desserts sweet potato pie pecan pie uh pumpkin pie peach cobbler
0: see we would have like sweet potatoes separately not in a pie but we just come both. in like a,
1: so it's like really you get my double... mom makes this like sweet potato casserole type dish that has marshmallows on top of it yes we make that too <laughs> yes and and it's like you think it's a dessert but it's not Yeah, it's like, it's like why is it on the thing for the main course right. it should be the dessert but nobody questions it nobody no, questions
0: anything it. that has candy on a normal food that uh, i don't know about but that. see
1: that's what's so special about thanksgiving is that like you we were talking about before some traditions like no one asks any questions you know why it is what it is
0: that tradition those kind of traditions came from like the crazy person in the family who they never let do anything <laughs> and then for thanksgiving it was like hey we're gonna let Ernie make a a food. What is it? It's sweet potatoes and marshmallows. Like, okay, Ernie. Yeah, we'll bring that out. And then it just stuck every year. That's what Thanksgiving, because it's about you know embracing the entire family, family. and tradition, not right. just the ones that you like. Yeah, all right. of them,
1: crazy uncles included.
0: Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty much all that I have. Is crazy
1: <laughs> oh,
2: uncles. I can't. I can't wait for my niece to grow up so I can be the proper crazy uncle. Oh my God Me and my brother had arguments over who got to be the crazy uncle. Yeah.
0: Now, here's a question for you. The Thanksgiving food that you do not know. Kayla already said turkey, which is insane. That's, and she's giving it a thumbs down, which works very well on the radio, Kayla. Let me tell you. People could hear, people could hear the air moving around your hand as you did that. <laughs> the one thing at Thanksgiving that I've never been a fan of that is tied very closely to Thanksgiving and that my son, I just found out, enjoys because they had a Thanksgiving meal at his school last week uh, that he and I went to, Pumpkin pie. I what? do not like pumpkin pie.
1: Un-American. It's gross. Yeah. Get out. Get
0: out. <laughs> no, it's just like this orange paste that's like ugh, ugh. I don't like it. I don't like the taste of pumpkin. Pumpkins what? are for decoration, not for eating.
1: Literally have never You never had anyone's. like
0: roasted pumpkin seeds? Oh yes, I have. Pumpkin seeds I can have. Pumpkin pie, I do not. Pumpkin do pie not is care the best version. Pie. I, know. I don't like. it's this. what
2: pumpkins were meant for i don't exactly. like the
0: texture of it i don't like the taste of it this is like, like the order of
2: nature you're messing with man
0: <laughs> hey, hey we got somebody here talking about benjamin franklin's favorite bird and she's like <laughs> that's for the birds i don't want any of that i don't want any of that turkey nonsense what's this all about i don't um i i, I just i yeah i don't like i don't like pumpkin pie and my son when we went to the thing last week had like four pieces of it. And I <laughs> there like, ew, ew, this is gross. Yeah, I, I wanted to have him try the pecan pie, and he wouldn't do it. He was like, "No, it's oh. yucky." That's what he says about things when he won't try them. My son wouldn't eat bacon for like a long time oh until no, we tricked him tragic. into eating it, and then he was like, "Oh, I want bacon all the time now." And then we we keep telling him like every time we tell you to try something that you like it, you like it, right? Yeah. So why don't you believe us when we tell you <laughs> that you like this thing? He's like, yeah, I don't know. He just doesn't. He's like, I don't, I don't
2: know. Him. It's not gross. making the connection. He won't have
0: soup. He won't have. There's all sorts of weird stuff that he just won't have. But I, when it comes to Thanksgiving, also the the memories that I have now after 13 years in the Navy and Jake, you did 13 in the Army. Um, some of yours were spent kind of close to home down at Fort Hood. Yeah. For me, I like Norfolk, Virginia was the closest I ever was to home. Uh, my first Thanksgiving away from the family because I was able to make it back for Thanksgiving when I was at A school. And then after that, I went. I was in Iceland and I actually worked on Thanksgiving. I had duty that day. Uh. So it was me alone at the uh, radio and television oh, station there.
1: So sad. Not doing anything. Like I
0: did a three-hour <laughs> radio show in the middle of the day. And other than that, it was like, I don't have anything to do. So I just kind of sat there watching TV. And uh, they came and brought me a plate of food from somebody's Thanksgiving dinner at like uh, 7 o'clock, 8 o'clock at night. Which was very nice, Um, and and I had that. So I remember that, that Thanksgiving, basically being alone at a radio station watching uh, Red Dwarf, the old uh, British sci-fi show.
2: Yeah, I I spent uh, one, uh, my two deployments, the the one I was able to go home for my mid-tour lead for Thanksgiving, the other one I spent in a guard tower with another dude that I didn't even like, staring Uh, out at nothing at night while the Thanksgiving dinner (laughs) was going on at the DFAC. So I had an MRE
0: yeah that sucks i had let's see what were some of my good thanksgiving memories while i was overseas when i was in guam went to guy uh, johnny dukes my boy johnny dukes's house johnny was from south carolina and he was like you're gonna have turkey like you've never had he had three different kinds of turkeys that he cooked in three different ways he fried first time i ever had a fried turkey for thanksgiving oh my goodness he fried one he did the regular in the oven one and i can't remember what he did with the third one but he cooked three turkeys in three different ways He now is, he started a restaurant, I believe, on Guam. Like when he retired from the Navy, he started a restaurant. He's like, I want to cook for people. Soul food is what he did. And he was like, yeah, I want to do it that way. So on Thanksgiving, three different turkeys. That was cool. Uh, Norfolk, Virginia, my buddy Bova's house where we had uh, Buckrow Beach, for those who are familiar with the Hampton Roads area. There were like thirty sailors in the house, and we were playing. Do you know Tenacious D? Yeah, yes. Jack Black and Kyle <laughs> Gass. Yeah, the album Tenacious D had just come out. The, the The only album I think that they put out until the movie came out. And we were blasting it in the house. And there were some uh, naughty words in some of the songs, <laughs> and some of those words were playing, and I guess made it out. And the neighbor across the street, who we'd never had a problem with, this is like the party house. This guy, I think Carl was his name. He seemed like a Carl, anyway. <laughs> Comes running across the street, swearing up a storm at us, like you don't play those kind of beeping words. I got beeping kids over here, and we're like, dude. Okay. And there, were, there you. were two of us standing outside, and uh, he came over and he was like, I ought to kick you, and it just went on and on, and we're like, oh, okay, dude, whatever. I, I mean, we were it's already pretty late in the day, so we're already you know we might have had a few a uh, few beverages up to that point. <laughs> And he went. He ended up going back into his house. He was like a fifty-year-old chubby guy who was talking to a bunch of sailors and Marines and people. One of the other neighbors, uh, we see him later on that night with his family. They walk by and he's like, "Hey, I have my family here." And I was telling him, "See, what Carl doesn't know is there's about forty-five other dudes inside of that house. And if he comes <laughs> in and starts throwing punches, it's going to go real bad for him. So let's <laughs> keep an eye on it. That one. And then uh, I think my my most irritating Thanksgiving was Afghanistan." where the american defect the dining facility because we at we were a very multinational uh, base where i was had a thanksgiving dinner and uh my german friends who i worked very closely with and bosnian friends and everybody who worked in my uh, my camera and uh, and public affairs office had never had thanksgiving before and we're looking forward to it we went over there and they uh basically told us no americans only until like 10 o'clock at night and i was like Come on, man. This is ridiculous. They're here with us. How dare you do this? Do you not have enough food? No, we have enough food. But it's just, I, was, I was not happy. And I started screaming at people, which uh, worked out better for me than it would have for uh, my equivalent in the Army because I was in the Navy. No one really knew what my rank was. Oh, that always works so, out well. Yeah. <laughs> I, would, like, like, I was yelling at what people. What is that? I was yelling at people who outranked me, and they weren't sure who I was or what I was because... So I'm telling you some young people in the army every morning when I was walking to work from my tent to my, uh, where I worked, my, uh, my office space, it's probably like a mile and a half walk. And I would be saluted all along the way from these doofuses from 10th mountain. Sometimes I would just let them do it, hold the salute. And then as, as I got next to him be like, I'm not an officer stop it." other times, uh, I'd call them over and be like, what, what rank is this? And they'd be like, uh, um, you're the
1: worst kind of they're like they're like,
0: I I uh, I don't know it's got a bird. Some, maybe some sort of colonel. I was yeah, like, Colonel no. first class. Yeah. Well, it's got an eagle on it, so they they assume like in the army, the only thing that has an eagle on it is is the colonel. So they're thinking I'm like some sort of special colonel, because I got three lines below an eagle. They're like, I don't, even, I don't
1: even know. That's gotta be
0: That's some sort of super Navy SEAL admiral something or other. And you'd be like, No, 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 no. But yeah. Kayla, your your military career, not as lengthy at this point as Jake's and mine was, but do you have any Thanksgiving military memories?
1: Uh, Just one. My AIT was actually Thanksgiving. It was horrible. That And that's, <laughs> AIT
0: is where, it, that's your school after boot
1: camp yeah, for you guys, right? Yeah, after boot camp. I was super excited. I was like, oh, and then I realized I'm not going to be home for Thanksgiving. And yeah. that was kind of my, like... Induction into how the army treats you. <laughs> yeah,
2: he just reminded me of my first Thanksgiving in the army was when I was in uh, OSUT at Fort Knox, Kentucky. And it was the cool they had the whole thing where the officers and the senior NCOs feed you food. So yep. you're just sitting there trying, I'm a dumb private trying to figure out how I'm supposed to speak to a full bird colonel, but right, whatever. Serving you. Yeah. But after I got the food, I was at the end of the line. The only table left was the table with the drill sergeants.
0: Uh.
2: <laughs> and I had to sit there and I had them all staring at me like, Man, it must suck to be at a table full of drill songs. Ain't it, Private Hughes? And and how do you respond to that? Right? (laughs) Yes, you all suck. (laughs)
0: Yep, you just go like, "Uh uh-huh, and then you start eating. That's what you do. And eating is what it's all about. That and uh, family, whether it's your actual family or like Jake hanging out with his friends down in Virginia, Kayla having her family. I'm heading up to New York to be with... uh, Uh, a mixture of my wife's family and mine over the next couple of days Uh, i hope everybody has a wonderful thanksgiving whether you're with your military family your your familial family i guess (laughs) you could say your blood relatives whoever make sure you have a good time and make sure that you are safe out there of course anytime around a holiday there's going to be more people driving on the roads that shouldn't be so keep an eye out on that stay safe and hey We're going to be gone for the next couple of days, but we'll be back next Monday with a whole new week of the morning briefing. I'm your host, Eric Dame for producer Jay Hughes, and Miss Kayla, who's been nice enough to join us during this segment here and the rest of our Connecting Vets team. Happy Thanksgiving. Again, stay safe. See you back here on Monday. And don't forget to follow us. We are at Connecting Bets on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Have a great day.